Welcome to Padmutun, Armenian History Podcast. Padiyagak Padmutun, Hayots Padmutiana Podcaster. Welcome back to Padmuchun. Padiyagak, Padmuchun. I'm Father Tarios Barserian, and I'm here with my good friends and co-host. Oh, let's use that word. Oh, I like that. With Peter, co-host. Co-host Peter Hajinian. <laughs> I'm here with my friend co-host, Father Tarios. <laughs> Glad to be here together, Peter. I, um, we are uh, going to talk about uh, Armenian kings or emperors mm-hmm. of Byzantium. Right. Yeah, interesting topic. It is. I mean, I don't. That think sounds already interesting. What are Armenian? How come they are Armenian? We have no kingdom there for a long time. We yeah. have no kings, and all of a sudden we have this. Uh, uh, you can take. We had no kingdom at the time. Uh, at the time when when they had we had Armenian kings in Byzantium. This is we right, lost the kingdom. This right? is right after uh, Ani was was destroyed and King Gagik was was killed was murdered. And so, yeah, there were no Armenian king, kingdom. There was no Armenian kingdom. No, there were some uh, houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, they considered them each, so you know. But uh, but we had uh, we had we had no kingdom. I mean, four four twenty five or so, the last king and and, and died, and that was uh, no four something, and that that was it. Yeah, and we lost the kingdom. Armenia was this, but we had. Uh, and Armenia was divided, of course, between yeah. Persian Armenia and in Ro- in Ro- Roman Armenia. Later became uh, Byzantium, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, and then in in basically in the end of sixth century, beginning of seventh century, we have this line of mm-hmm. Armenian kings and Armenian emperors. Yeah, that most likely come from western part of Armenia, from uh, Armenia that was under Byzantium rule. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. How does so this is the Eastern Roman Empire? Aren't these supposed to be all Caesars and Italians that run it? How does I think it's important to, to start by saying you don't have to be the son of a king, the son of the emperor, to become the emperor of the Eastern Roman Empire. It's not quite like the United States where you, as long as you're a citizen or you're a naturalized citizen, you can run for president. But it's, it's <laughs> still not. <laughs> If you've got enough money and enough power, you can become king of Byzantium. Yeah. It was not quite chaos, but but still, uh, it, it was uh, not uh, stable times, or yeah. not stable times, or not times of uh, one dynasty. Or, for example, in Persia, right? There was one, a few dynasties that ruled the entire yeah. Parthia for a long time, you right. know, or in Rome, right? Or probably this habit of different emperors and just, I think uh, most of the emperors, they came from military background, yes. wasn't it? That, yes, and that's a key. And the other key is that the Eastern Roman Empire had a very weak Senate and it was, the Rome was falling apart. Mm-hmm. So it had divided Armenia up, right, with the Persians, mm-hmm. but it had problems in the north. You know, the, the German tribes were fighting them, and, you know, in, the, in Egypt, they weren't always in control and things. 
So the generals were really important because mm-hmm. whenever a different province would go and rebel, they would send generals out to fight for them. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, Armenians had been generals in the empire for a while before this. Justinian, who was famous because he had the plague, the Justinian's flee. It was the Black Plague, the first Black Plague mm-hmm. in the 500s. He had an Armenian general named Nursus. Oh. Who he would say, and Nursus was supposed to be a eunuch, so he had no children, and he was older. So he said, well, this guy is going to be loyal to me. So <laughs> he, he has no, no, but got, no one else. <laughs> no one else. He's got no one to give the kingdom to. Get. So he would send Nursus out to fight for things. And actually, one of the... <laughs> he has nothing to lose. <laughs> nothing to lose, this guy. The Armenians don't. Oh, he's the best. I know, I know. <laughs> But the Armenians were in were in the empire, and they were in important offices even before they became emperors. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, the first Armenian emperor is okay. I could say this name: Heraclius. 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 I don't think anybody is going to. <laughs> to there are no Byzantine oh, listeners a, that are going to say. <laughs> I don't think the only person can can contest those comments is Heraclius himself, but he died He's, a long time he ago. He died a long time ago. He's not. In the hey, you're mispronounced. That's not how you pronounce my. Name. But before Heraclius, there is also Maurice. Yes. Maurice that some claim to be uh, Armenian, some claim, uh, some say he's not Armenian. The only pe- two people claim to be Arme- Armenian historians. Right. Of uh, later, I think, uh, uh, 12th century or 11th century, Stepanos Taronazi and Kirakos Kansaketsi, they claim that Maurice was Armenian. Although I'm not sure why they are claiming he had no any accomplishment or anything. <laughs> or, or, uh, no. He was, he was supposedly born in 539 at... Arabisa in Cappadocia of a noble Armenian family. So already we have Armenian nobles in the west, in central yeah. Anatolia, central what we call central Turkey now. They're you know they're moving west away from yeah. where Armenia was. I think Armenia something was. has to be said before we get to kings themselves. Something has to be said that Armenian about Armenian elite or about Armenians living there. Although Armenians they didn't have their own kingdom anymore, but they still had. Some houses, royal houses, some wealthy Armenians, some, uh, uh, as you said, uh, royal noble, noble, yeah, noble Armenian families. Uh, uh, so these families existed. Yes. And naturally, their children and, or their descendants, they had some uh, prominent roles mm-hmm. in a Byzantium society. They were good fighters, of course. They were good uh, generals. And, uh, and and they took some good positions, and they were able to raise even to the highest level yeah. of Byzantine Empire. So it was it was it shouldn't be surprising to anyone that Armenians were able to become emperors. Right. right. You know. The other question now is you can ask. You know, uh, uh, they had Armenian origins, mm-hmm. but. Uh, were they more Armenian or already kind of Greek? They yeah. were more of culture, and you know what I what I mean. How much uh, was it just the Armenian origin that was left, or they were descent, or they considered themselves more yeah, part really. of that culture? And I, I, I guess identified kind of as. That's a great question, and I, I look at Tigran the Great. 
who was, when he was a young boy, was basically traded to the Persians mm-hmm. as, here, you, you have our son. As a quarterback or traded to the Persians. <laughs> and they he, got that. He was sent to boarding school in Persia, quote unquote. <laughs> but it was a way for the, you know, them to kind of seal a, a, uh, a treaty with the Persians, mm-hmm. right? So Friendship, you yeah. know. Friendship. But, he, you know, so he grew up most of his life in Persia. But the, and he was educated in Persia, but then he came back and he was very Armenian. Mm-hmm. So I think that... But he was born and raised and he always he always knew he's from Armenia. True. He was just spending his time there because he was kind of a, like a prisoner. Right. That's different because if you are forced to do something, you always reject it. You always resent it. Yeah. But if you grew up in a different place and it's easy to assume that's how we Armenians are. If you're somebody's trying to force us something, we... Resisted and they fight it, uh, but if they are not, if they let us, <laughs> we'll happily accept it. <laughs> well, the only two things we know about the, the there's only two things we know about all of these Armenians emperors, the Armenian mm-hmm. emperors. One, we well, we know that they were emperors, but we know that they were Armenian, and we know that they were Armenian Orthodox, right? How can that Is be? Is that true? Mm-hmm. No, I don't believe that. I knew that some of the generals, like Narcissus. Narcissus might be because he was, but if you raise to the level of emperor, you cannot. I don't think you can be you have Armenian to, you emperor. Have to be, you have to be Greek Orthodox. You have to be Eastern Orthodox. Eastern Orthodox. Okay. So most, we, we only know that they were born of Armenian mm-hmm. to Armenian families. We don't. But know. most likely they they were Eastern Orthodox because in Byzantine Empire. Emperor was considered the head, kind of, the head of the church too. So so they'd have to be. They had to be. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to get married in, in the Greek <laughs> church, you have to take. You have to be baptized. Eh? <laughs> That's a good question. I did not come across anything in my research that said that they were um, that they were raised Armenian and that they ident- that they identified Armenian. Where they were raised, you know, that they were raised culturally Armenian. I just know, all I know from my research is that it was pretty common for Armenians to be around Byzantium in, in Constantinople and to be, you know, there was a well-known population in the city mm-hmm. and that they had been, they were trusted. Um, you know, and what's interesting is Armenians weren't even, so, Armenia was sometimes at war with with. Byzantium, years, you know, a hundred years before this. Yeah. So this would be like a country that you used to either be at war with or side against you with the Persians or would side with you against the Persians. But you kind of see them as okay enough to allow their people yeah. to live within the kingdom. Because you somehow share that Christian uh, faith yeah. to, uh, although a little different, but still. Yes. Still, uh, uh, I think it, I, I'm just trying to look it up, but I think one of the emperors, uh, Armenian emperors, was considered Armenian, ended up uh, later leaving and becoming a monk too. Or, uh, well, are you thinking of Hetum the second from the from Cilicia? Hetum the second became a monk too. The only one that uh, the only emperor that is clearly. You can say was Armenian. <laughs> He's called Armenian too. Armenian. 
is Levon the fifth. Yes. Levon the fifth, the Armenian. The Armenian. Hey, I'm going to call myself the Armenian. <laughs> he's, he's widely considered Armenian. Hey, it's in the name. That it's was, in his name. That's his last name, the Armenian. <laughs> that's his uh, last name, the uh, the Armenian. Uh, but uh, some of these emperors, they tried to link themselves to Armenian royal families too. Mm-hmm. For example, this very Levon the fifth. He uh, claimed that he is connected to Arjuni family mm-hmm. from uh, Vaspurakan region, right? The royal family. Yeah. So they all tried to, or maybe they were. Yeah, they you, could be. You never, you never know. I mean, some of them, they, uh, they tried. You know, so there was one of them who said he's, uh, for, you know, there is Mizizos, or uh, who, uh, who is considered Armenian too, and he. Uh, uh, came from Gnuni family yeah. because in Armenia we have Mazhej Gnuni too, who was a general, who was a Armenian noble. So Gnuni family was. So some of these emperors, they uh, might have links to Armenian royal families. They right. might have, uh, they might come from Armenian royal families too. Right. Yeah. Because the Armenian Armenian kingdoms wasn't like. There is one royal family and that's it. This is in England where there's one royal family. There's like four or five royal families. Yeah. Because even when, for, you know, the... the uh, Any given time, there were five kings, you know. Five kings. <laughs> well, the, you know, the Arsacid, the, like the end of the Arshakuni and the beginning of the... Uh, or the end of the Artaxias and the beginning of the Ar- Arsacids. Mm-hmm. It like happens within a year. So yeah. there's a lot of cousins. There's a lot of family that's still around. <clears throat> it's not like when one dynasty takes over from another, yeah. that other dynasty just disappears. And even the Bagratids in Armenia claimed, claimed lineage back to some of the older Some of families. the old, yeah. Well, Bagratids, they even claimed lineage back, going back to St. Mary, yeah. mother of God. <laughs> mother, right. mother of God. But, you know, one of them claims to be connected, we claim to be connected to Mamikonian family, Mamikonian noble family. So, but uh, one of the well-known kings, emperors, and the one probably who reigned the most too, who, uh, who was emperor the most for about uh, 30 years, mm-hmm. was Heraclius. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's uh, more, he's considered Armenian. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, his uh, father was known as Armenian. Yeah, there is a, this Armenian historian that uh, in 7th century, and he's one of the few that we since after 5th century, when we had the gold, golden age, yeah. after 5th century, we almost have no one for a few centuries. Hmm. The only one that we have is Sebios, and mm-hmm. I read Sebios too. I, I read Sebios, and I, and I liked it very much when I was in seminary. So Sebios claims that Heraclius was Armenian. Hmm. Uh, uh, and he comes to power from a military background. Yeah. It's, this is a good, I mean, this is a good way to show kind of how... He was a general, wasn't he? He was a general. And Mauritius, who we talked about before, was kind of, after 20 years, he was forced out by another general. He was killed, right? Yeah, by a general named Focus. Mm-hmm. Focus. Well, that's a great name for a general. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how they focus, focus. <laughs> like a laser. That was, his, that was his last name. Last name. 
So, but focus was not Armenian. It seems that in Byzant, Byzantine Empire, the only way to become an emperor or king, you had to kill the one before you. Yes. <laughs> you had to kill the existing king. Unless or, it was your dad, and then you had to just hope that he died. Some of them even killed their own somebody <laughs> killing him, yeah. <laughs> so Maurice is somehow considered, some, some consider Armenian, some consider not. Yeah. He reigned only one year or so, right? Yeah, and then, and then focus the whole of Kills him. Yep. Becomes a king. Right. Emperor. But but not for very long. Um, he was not a really good ruler. No, he, didn't he was really not. Too much, and, and during his time there was all these rebellion, all all Balkans, yep. Egypt, Africa, uh, Africa, yeah. uh, everywhere. You know, uh, German and all all these tribes and all these parts of empire are uh, are coming again. Or and then. Uh, the Persia, yes, mainly. Yep. Persia is starting this campaign. Hosh of the second. Yes. Hosh of the second is starting this campaign against Focus. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Justinian play was a time too. Justinian. Yes, the second. Justinian. No, Justinian the plague. Oh yes, the plague. So the, it was just terrible time. Yeah. But Focus, what was he doing? He was not focused at all. He was, <laughs> he was just doing all kinds of things, but not really. So he's he's killed, isn't he? Well, this is I, I like this part of the the research because you said you know how do you get you got to get killed. Well, I had read that it was Priscus, Focus's son-in-law, oh. who said, oh, "This guy's no good." So he tells somebody, uh, he reaches out to Heraclius and says, "Can you do something about my father-in-law?" <laughs> hey. So and, and I have an idea. <laughs> and they, they think maybe maybe Heraclius was related to uh, Mauritius. They they're not they're not really sure. But um, on it says here on October six six ten, Focus was overthrown and Heraclius took the throne after first offering it to Priscus, the son-in-law who said, "Come get rid of my father-in-law." And when he turned it down, which I mean, if you see how people treat the emperor, I would turn it down too. Then Heraclius took over. Yeah, the um, it's interesting when I was uh, doing some research and what the reason they say the host of the second, the Persian king, started the war against Byzantine yeah. was because he was so upset that Maurice was killed. <laughs> he was so, so upset. I did. I remember. I loved him. I loved. Why did you? He was upset. He was. He was good friends. They went you to college good together. Well, then, then I bet Heraclius wasn't related to him because he ends up. Going to war against Khosrow of the second. Well, first, you know. first Heraclius. Heraclius was really smart. Was really smart. Well, he was uh, Armenian. He was Armenian. Here is what he uh, he does. First, he accepts uh, accepts uh, uh, that he's he's losing. He goes and, and accepts all all kinds of humiliating kind of uh, treaty from Khosrow of the second. He says. We lost the war, and then Balkans, and then... So he takes his time. Uh-huh. But during that time of peace, he starts training army again. Yeah. Right? And then when he has enough army, he starts going uh, against Persia. 
and he starts from the weakest parts of Persia, some of the Anatolia parts and all of these areas, he starts attacking, uh, attacking Persia. And Persians, they came so far as far as conquering Jerusalem. Yeah. And, and Hoshev II even took the cross. Wow, I didn't read that part. Yeah, they captured Jerusalem, and, and Hoshev II took the cross, the true cross, to uh, uh, Iran, to Persia, hmm. to their capital, which I forget the name. Uh, but uh, So Heraclius started his campaign because he was able to both take care of Balkans area and then Europe, and all of these years they were rebelling against uh, uh, Byzantine Empire, and then he started his campaign against uh, Persia, and he's able to kill Khosrow II. And get the cross back. Get the cross back. Here's the interesting thing, how uh, where the cross goes back to, to Jerusalem, mm. through Armenia. Oh. And we have a feast in the Armenian church for this day. We have a feast in the Armenian church when they return the cross. Return the cross from Persia to Jerusalem, Hajveraz. And then we have a legend. When Heraclius goes, he goes through Armenia against Persia and he comes back to Armenia too. Although nobody says anything, was he, he was happy to be <laughs> to see Armenia or visiting Armenia. But they put the cross on top of a mountain, some kind of a, in Armenia. And there was this live water and beautiful a source of water coming from that mountain from that day. Um, beautiful, very cold water coming from that mountain. And people connect that uh, source to returning of the cross. Uh, so it, the cross came through Armenia and went back to went back to Jerusalem. So that's important, I think, about yeah. Heraclius that that uh, uh, he, he turned the cross to Jerusalem. Went to Armenia, came back to Armenia, took the cross to Armenia. It was a beautiful celebration in the towns and, uh, and the cities in Armenia, and villages in Armenia, as the cross is going back to, to Jerusalem. Oh, very nice. Yeah. That he ruled for 30 years. Yeah. A long, long time. long time for a Byzantine emperor. <laughs> emperor. Yes. Well, you know, to give a... You mentioned... Our uh, Leo the Armenian, and this is a great, um, this is a great sort of way to explain. There, there. After Heraclius, there was about a hundred years of Armenian emperors mm-hmm. that were ruling. And this is a lot of when I was reading. This is a lot of kind of how things went, where it was. So uh, Leo the Fifth, surnamed the Armenian, Leo the Fifth was raised to the throne so by an army that mm-hmm. had just defeated the Bulgarians. And he married, he married his uh, Theodosia, the daughter of a patrician Arsavir, and they had four sons. And then um, seven years later, Levon was at Levon, 813, he was raised. Seven years later, 820, Levon was assassinated. Levon the Armenian was assassinated, and Michael the Stammerer seized power. <laughs> Stammerer. And then uh, Michael the Stammerer, uh, he left the throne to the Michael the Third, who was surnamed the Drunkard, and Drunkard Michael Michael Three the Drunkard, and Basil, who was murdered by his colleague and benefactor, reigned alone. And then, and then it's just like you know, every four years there's a new king with a new strange last name that they attach to it. Leo the Philosopher came later. Hmm. Um, 
And then, uh, but it goes on. And I don't know if any of them ever matched the sort of glory of Heraclius's reign. Did no, I don't so? think. I don't think any 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 of them um, any of them any of them did. Heraclius was, I think, smarter and greater general than that. Uh, probably, uh, if you consider Armenian kings and if you consider him Armenian too, one of the most accomplished Armenian uh, uh, general and Armenian 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 kings, of at least Armenian origin. Mm-hmm. There's also an Art of Asdis. He was right before Lev on the Armenian. When he conquered, I think, Persia, and he replaced Khosrov II with someone else, that that started kind of civil war in Persia because the general who was fighting Shahrabaz or Shahrabaz or he uh, he took some of his loyal friends and he rebelled against the king, and then he was killed later. And then he just the what Heraclius did, he destabilized kind of uh, yeah. Persian kingdom in Persia. He was able to to. Uh, diminish that uh, threat coming from Persia for a long time. Right. And this was at the same time that um, Islam was showing up in Arabia. And mm-hmm. so near the end of Heraclius's reign, the Muslim armies were coming out of Arabia and starting to conquer Syria and Iraq. And then they went into uh, northern, northern Africa. So for the, you know, kind of 100 years after Heraclius is when a lot of the the first Muslim empire was kind of yeah. founded and created. This is the time, yeah, it was also of uh, uh, Islam growing in, in Arabic world, in Arabic area. And when they conquered, when the Muslims conquered Iran, they, uh, what they took from Iran was a lot of the Iranian administration. The Persian, the way the Persians had set up their government and the bureaucracy, was sort hmm. of adopted by then the big the Islamic uh, empires, the Umayyads, the Abbasids. They got those things from Persia after they had conquered them. So we yeah. can buy Heraclius. I'm trying to find this one emperor. I think it was Heraclius. Trying to find this one emperor that Artabastos? Artabastos. Artabastos, who was who was who himself related to Mamikonians. Mamikonians. He they they capture him. His opponents they capture him. They took his eyes out even, and they sent him to a monastery. I think um, they sent him to a to a monastery. Some of them they have really uh, like many many of Byzantine emperors. Uh, they had really tragic. They either were killed or exiled or uh, or all kinds of things that uh, that happened to them. Oh, oh, here it was Heraclius. Heraclius. Heraclius in 633. Okay. In 633, Heraclius also he uh, he calls a meeting in a city of Karin, Karin, in Western Armenia, right? We have Karin. Yeah. City of Karin, Erzurum area. Yeah. City. He calls a meeting, uh, and he tries to uh, find some kind of a uh, common ground. 
right. between monophysites, between non-Chalcedonians, basically, and Chalcedonians, kind of to bring those two branches of Orthodox Church who have disagreement about natures of Christ. Monophysites, they believe one nature. Uh, the duophysites, they believe it's two natures. He wanted to bring them together, and, and uh, he uh, offered another uh, kind of explanation, another form, another formula ah. uh, for this, which was not accepted for <laughs> either, either one of them. Although, as they say, the Armenians accepted, and then later they rejected it. <laughs> so ex- explain quick again. So the, the non-Chalcedons are the Armenians. Armenians, uh, Copts, Ethiopians, Indians, Syrians. And it's and it's Christ has one nature. Christ both. is one nature that has both divinity and humanity in it. And then, and then the Greeks, Greeks and others, Roman. Chalcedon, mm-hmm. And they say Christ has two natures. Two natures. Both humanity and divinity. divinity. They come together in one person. Right. And you I like how you put it. It's a formula because it's they're both saying there's divinity in man it's just the difference in the language yeah. the formula of how yeah. they put it together because they both acknowledge that there's divinity in humanity mm-hmm. they both say that or those two things are uh, separate yeah. from each other they're not separate distinct yes distinct I sh- uh, yeah that's the better word to write word to use distinct and they come together in one form mm-hmm. whether you call it nature or person that doesn't change the fact that you acknowledge that there is one. Yeah. So, uh, so basically, terminology. Do we know what his formula was? How he was going to unite the two sides? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see anything that uh, suggested... Uh, uh, that this great idea survived history. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't survive. But he at least uh, made an effort. He tried. He tried. He tried, but of course he was, he was doomed failure from the beginning. Right. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately. Uh, Heracles was famous, as we said. Uh, basically, uh, Levon the fifth Armenian, he was the only one that was called Armenian. Yeah. Uh, now, they reigned, and they, and they were kings of Byzantium. Uh, uh, Right. Uh, they never claimed to be kings of Armenia. They never, uh, you know, the his- historians, most of historians who claim they're Armenians, uh, they have Armenian origin too. Mm-hmm. But for some of them, it is widely accepted for Heraclius, for Levon the Fifth Armenian, and some of them, it is also uh, just uh, scholarship. Greek and, and others, many, they accept that they are Armenians because there are many sources that they say they have Armenian origin. Mm-hmm. But Byzantium was uh, Constantinople was always this universal center. Yeah. And there were all kinds of nations living together. Right. It was, yeah, there's a Macedonia, lot. Macedonia, they were also kings from, emperors from of Balkan or origin too. Yeah. So, but they all... I think most and foremost, they consider themselves citizens of Byzantium, and their their main interest was right. the uh, well-being and of Byzantium, wasn't right. it? What do you think? I th- I think so too. I think um, I think we see the Armenian side, which is we have royal families that eventually became emperors, 
But I think every culture that lived in Byzantium or was a part of Byzantium probably had royal families that were also trying to become yeah. um, emperors or generals or they had some high point of power. Yeah. I, I think it's, you know, what this means to me, I think it's really interesting that there are, uh, that even though there wasn't a kingdom, our Armenian kingdom, there were a people that were called Armenian and said to be of Armenian culture that rose to power and mm-hmm. still maintained that they were Armenian. Yeah. Again, showing it's not a political thing. It's not a, you know, uh, you don't need to live in the kingdom to be Armenian. Mm-hmm. There's something else. It yeah. could be language, could be religion, it could be, you know, uh, cult, some other form of culture. But there's something that made those people Armenian, even though they were Byzantium subjects. Yeah. And again, you know, had to leave the Armenian church and join the uh, Eastern Orthodox Church to yeah. become Or they may, may be already born in Eastern Orthodoxy. Or they could have been born, yeah. To, uh, but I think... To that point, Heracles, for example, sources sources say that he was fluent both in Greek and Armenian. Mm -hmm. So he spoke the language even. But there's nothing he said about this journey that he goes, this this campaign, he goes against against Persia and goes through Armenia, comes back through Armenia. Nothing he said about his uh, uh, approach or interaction or his feelings. and, uh, And he reigned 30 years. Yeah. So if something he was said one time, oh, I mean, my, my Armenian cousin, oh, yeah, <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> nothing he said. <laughs> he was even uh, at one point governor of the Armenian province of Byzantium before he was a general. Yeah, he was. So he was a uh, you know, he knew about the Armenians clearly. Besides yeah. just in the family, so. Yeah. But not everything is written about emperors. True. And the writers are mostly Greek too, and so they wrote whatever they wanted to uh, uh, write about. But, but to me, I think this means uh, that although we didn't have kingdom, we didn't have kings, but we still had the talent. We, dis- we still had the power. We still had the knowledge to become kings, to become good kings. We still had the dream and desire. Uh, that was still lie alive in Armenian blood, in Armenian line. Uh, we still had that talent to become, to become uh, a king. On the other hand, uh, this it's something that we Armenians we have to be perform better when we are subject to someone else. To we always uh, we always uh, fight and create difficulties and controversy amongst each other and create more problems. But when we are subject to others, we, to be to our best, we serve really well. Mm. And that's it's until today. Mm. Until today, I think, uh, uh, when Armenians, they are serving in another country or they are working in another country, they really, they do their, their best, they give their best. Yeah. But, but in, in Armenia sometimes... <laughs> Uh, things are different uh, so uh, it, to me they are it's uh, nothing else but at least a point of uh, pride or accomplishment or uh, it just even this some of these kings of Byzantium they were they were uh, Armenian although this time Byzantium was not really a still powerful empire but right. 
it was not Roman Empire anymore. Right. This wasn't the peak of Rome. No. This, was, this was not a. This was going slowly, slowly, slowly going, going down. Didn't start with Armenians no, though. No, it wasn't. Armenians. <laughs> Didn't well, hey, start you know, with we Armenians. got in under the wire. But one of them returned the cross. Hey, Heraclius, <laughs> the army he returned the cross back to, back to Jerusalem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Armenian kings, Armenian emperors of Byzantium. That's the that's the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. All right. Till next time. Till next time. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe.